Bro, I've been stressed. Okay. I don't know, I don't know why. Like, you ever, like, have anxiety or stress for no reason? Yeah. That's really how it's been. Like, everything's been cool for the most part, so I just be, like, <laughs> trying to make up things in my head. It's not a good place to be. Probably just burnout, for real. That's a sign of burnout. That's totally, like, I'm so beyond burnout that, like, words can't quantify just how burnout like even before the pandemic started and I worked through the pandemic no time off bro it's crazy right now but gotta put yeah. gas in the car <laughs> Ooh, we, thank god that's going back down yeah thank god seems like it's going back down daily or every other day almost oh yeah Ever since like Fourth of July, it's dropped. Every time I pass a gas, and I'd be like, "Thank you, God." It's gotten to the point where it's gotten to the point where I'm not filling up, not because it's so expensive, but because I don't want to fill up and then it'd be twenty cent cheaper the next time I fill up. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather get like half a tank and then just add to it. Yeah. These motherfucking gas mathematics. I know, but you know what the the trick is that the guy that's paying, they had us paying so high in gas, and it just be like, okay, fuck it. That anything lower is just not gonna like get us. That's really how they got us when gas. Remember, we were younger and gas went up to like two and a half, and people were like, woo. But then, like two became like normal. To the point where it went down to one, we were like, okay, what is going on? The fact that we have seen gas be a dollar. I know. Even in my in our adult life, we've seen gas be like a dollar and twenty something. It wasn't for long. But yeah. It's crazy. Does that make us old? Oh, yeah. Are we ever gonna get back to those days? I doubt it, but like in the grand scheme of things, it's gonna be like the cost of living is going to be about the same. We're just going to lower. We're just not going to be bugged out the next time gas gets to be $4. I mean, we're going to be bugged out, but like I remember I was 33 and this shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if it's ever going to get back in the twos, though. Probably. Eventually. It's going to be a while. Three is probably going to be the standard for a little bit. A good two nine. If we get to be like two seventy nine, like ooh, <laughs> bro. In like the peak pandemic, when like I was just going to work and you could only go to the grocery store or liquor mm-hmm. store if you lived in Alabama, <laughs> I would just go on long ass drives. That was how I decompressed during the pandemic. Nobody would be on the yeah. road and the gas was cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. We both did that. Yeah. For sure. Just put on a playlist and just ride out. Or I used to listen to, that's when I used to listen to podcasts, including ours. I just put it on and ride out. I go. Go and take pictures. 
park somewhere, take pictures, post up on the mountain. The good old days. I need to go take pictures somewhere. I want to do like street photography. The way monkey pop is uh, ramping up. Bro. I wonder what's going to happen with that. Yo, I don't even say the name of that. It's almost like (laughs) the Hamlet thing. I'm not going to even speak on the pops. Because I I don't want no parts of that one. I didn't want no parts of COVID because, you know, it take a brother like me out. But I haven't seen them uh, monkeypox pictures. Woo! Yeah, I just posted a uh, chart about it, the symptoms and stuff, because I seen it across somebody's page. I'm like, damn, like, we going to another one? Bruh. This shit is crazy. I'm I'm tired. I'm so tired. But I mean, I don't know. Like, I did see somebody, I think it was Chrissy that reposted it, where it was like, I don't want no parts or something where you could be like a pox on both of your houses. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's some uh-huh. good nerd humor. <laughs> but real shit, I don't want no part of the pox. That's why I won't even speak his name. This one's crazy because it says symptoms appear within three weeks of exposure. Three weeks is a long time. You can't do to have and not have symptoms. You can't do accurate contact tracing with that. You got some time in the last month. Yeah. Like, damn. That's a little broad of a space, but Rash, fever, headache, cough, sore throat, muscle ache, backache, swollen lip nodes, chills, exhaustion. <laughs> Yo, coronavirus and fucking monkeypox is tag teaming us, bro. <laughs> like, literally beating us the fuck up. Coronapox. Like, they diffuse together like a Dragon Ball uh, GT. They both wearing that earring, and now they both coming to kick our asses. The evil world we live in. The rash can be inside the body. Yeah. Including mouth, vagina, anus. It can look like pimples, blisters, or scabs. Ew, imagine having monkeypox rash inside your vagina. Mm. Ugh. Bro. Oh my god! The worst part about this is that we're seeing like the misinformation that was out like when COVID first started, all over again, and now you're just marginalizing a full community, being like it was affecting uh, gay men. The most are men who uh have sex with men. The most like okay yeah let's just scapegoat those people. It's not like there's a history of scapegoating an illness tied to gay people. Cooper. See he in here? No, he was running on in the hallway. That nigga be running all through my goddamn house. I heard his feet. But yeah, it's not like we have a history of marginalization of a group of people based on an illness that anybody can get. 
Because it's going to do a lot of damage. You remember, like, when COVID, when it first happened and then everybody was, like, scared of it? And then they said it was affecting black people the most. And white people were like, oh, well, I'm going about my life. Mm-hmm. That's what this monkeypox shit is about to do with, like, people that don't identify as queer. And that's going to fuck niggas up. I mean, what's also really going to fuck niggas up is this three-week period waiting on symptoms to occur. <laughs> right. Hey, Imagine can... being like, oh, I've been tired for the last week. And then two weeks later, got monkeypox. And then I don't really even see anybody talking about actual treatment or anything for it. Or <laughs> I just saw where they... It usually runs... I just saw where they were uh, saying, like, in New York, like, if you wanted the vaccine, you had to be, you had to identify as, yeah, it's a queer man. And some other, like, stuff that I saw people joking that they were going to just lie just to get the vaccine. But, like, it's some real shit, man. Like, having two contagious uh dis- diseases going out here at the same time with all the other shit going on yeah and kids about to go back to school which is gonna make it even worse think about what's gonna happen at universities and colleges around the world it hey it's crazy out here and then like we just all try to make sense of this shit and again I know it's like what I, I I get a little bit of like the people that are conspiracy theorists to be like, oh, so now it's monkeypox. Yeah. <laughs> it does seem like it's a bit much, but I don't it think it's kind of wild. Yeah, it's really wild. But like, we got to remember that it's been other diseases out here. It's just usually until COVID happened, they didn't affect the mass majority of Americans, mm-hmm. like Zika or Ebola and stuff. They were kicking people's ass in the world. It just wasn't happening here. Yeah. But when you got contagious diseases that can pass skin to skin or from air particles, it's a different game. You know what I always found crazy with COVID was like, it could be transmitted in the air, but for them to test for it, they had to go so far up your fucking head. And I'm just like... Why I gotta go so deep in the nasal cavity? But you know, they, that's how they test the flu. Also, Ugh, I just hate it. Like when I had the flu, that's how they got me. Now they didn't have to go too far. It's, it's gonna sound disgusting for anybody. I'm sorry. They didn't have to go too far because the the mucus that had accumulated because I was sick. Yeah, but they it right a, there. It's the same exact test. <sighs> Well, I don't understand why an oral swab can do for that. Like, I'm not exactly sure to be honest. I, I don't know. I feel like there's a legitimate reason why, but I mean, more than likely, but still, because yeah. even the at-home <laughs> test, you still got a test in your nose. Yeah. So I know I did one. I did. I've done a couple now. Just like. I used up most of them out like free tests. Just, yeah. 
That's another thing too about COVID though, and COVID testing. It's like you can still get false negatives and positives, or you can still be, you know what I'm saying, on one side of COVID when you get tested. Right. Or, you know, it could be on, on its way out and get a false positive, or it could be on its way in and you get a false negative, or there's this one girl on Twitter that I follow. We're like mutual. I can't remember how we start. I'm sorry. I can't remember how we started following each other, but she was in Minneapolis. And um, one of her jobs is like working in a lab around patients. And she says she, she tests like almost every day for COVID. Yeah, like she's just used to it, like, like herself. Yeah, and like you, like used to lab or whatever. Because I mean, they want you to test as much as possible. Yeah. So she was talking about that. She had went to some concert with her boyfriend. She was masked up, and then all, everybody that was with them tested positive. And she was talking about she had ran like five or six tests. <clears throat> so it's like yeah. it's just <laughs> crazy out here. It is. And then with all the different strains, it's just a lot, bruh. Niggas weird. Where that nigga going? Bro, uh, he's been acting weird lately. I don't know what it is. I've been going to sleep early, like mad early. I don't know why. But like, that nigga is not liking the shit. He's like, what the fuck is going on? You on a different schedule. He can't can't get jiggy with it yet. I'm washed, man. I be liking to wake up at like four thirty, five o'clock in the morning. Just to get my mind right. I'm an old man, bro. Yeah, I get home. I get home and get off work and go straight to bed. Like I stay up long enough, but like by like nine thirty, ten, I'm ready. Like I be in the bed just scrolling Twitter. I won't go to sleep to about 12 o'clock, but I'll be in the bed just scrolling. Like, I was texting and I fell asleep. We saw a, a note the other day. Stephanie texted me about it. She said it was pretty good. It was good. It's just confusing. Like, I'm going to have to go back and watch it multiple times. There's some stuff that I just didn't catch the first time. Yeah, and we were sitting there. The person I was with, she was like, "Am I slow? Because I don't." Get... <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't know what's going on, dude. Like, it was wild, but I mean, it was good. Kiki Palmer is amazing as always. Not surprising. Yo, she is an old woman trapped in a young woman's body, and that shit is hilarious. <laughs> Why do you say that? Just the way she talks and like she has like auntie energy. Yeah, she's an auntie for sure. You know who else has auntie energy? And I never thought about it as this. Sweetie. Sweetie act like she go like she act like she's somebody's fine mama now and she is our yeah, age. Especially <laughs> with her little I know that's right. Right. <laughs> like that's old black woman energy. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like her name is Hattie. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> like she just been sitting in on the grown folks' conversation ever since she was little. Right. Like <clears throat> it's just she probably has. Old souls are always hilarious to me. Cause they, like, especially when they're young and they just babies and it is being themselves. Like, man, how is this baby grown? Talk like old person. I'm trying to see like who in our friend group is an old soul. Thomas Glenn is an old soul. <laughs> in Thomas the worst. Glenn is an old white man. Right. When he got toxic nigga energy also. <laughs> <laughs> he an old Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> he don't um, like change. Who else got who else old? Got old soul? Huh. Andre. I, I, I don't know. I kind of want to say Chris. Chris has old soul. My brother has old soul. He's been a grumpy old man since we were children. Yeah, these are facts. <laughs> that nigga has been here before a couple of times. Uh, that is such a black thing. What they've been here before? Yeah. <laughs> but it's so like, I believe that shit. Like, I saw where somebody was like, uh, our great grandparents come back as our children and nieces and nephews. I'm like, some of these old yeah. ass niggas, I believe. Yeah, I believe that too, for sure. Like, my. Especially uh, with the, like, the genetics, the, the physical part. That shit's wild. I've seen so many people post pictures of like their grandparents or their great aunts and uncles that they look just alike, and it's just like, damn, that you you been here before? <laughs> what the fuck? How y'all got the same face? Like, I think I have a hodgepodge of like both of my parents in weird ways <laughs> that you can't pin me to either one of them. I look mostly like my dad. But. That's how I feel. But I also feel like sometimes I look a lot like one. Also, the difference is if you make facial expressions like either one of them, that's also a big like telling thing. Yeah. Like if you make face like my mom always be like you make faces like uh, my granddaddy, like her daddy. I can't help it. <laughs> my genetics, is <laughs> but mannerisms, yeah. I have more mannerisms like my granddad than my dad, but I don't know. I sound like my dad. The funniest thing is when Dominic was here and I kept saying his name or I would uh, talk to him, he would look at me like, nigga, you sound like my daddy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would say certain words that we sound just alike when we say certain things. And he would just look like, what's going on here? Like what? Some sort of inception, <laughs> right? It is baby. Like what kind of Christopher Nolan shit is going on right now? Um. So. <sighs> uh. We gonna talk about it. Which one? Which thing? <laughs> the main thing, <laughs> the biggest thing of the week. 
<clears throat> what do you have on your roster? I mean, that's the thing I was looking for most this week, but I mean, yeah, we could. T- <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Talk about a certain release. Sure you do. A certain sure release that do. happened. Yeah. A kind of big release that hasn't happened in six years. <laughs> a renaissance, if you will. Right. An era of great feelings. Beyonce knows Carter. First of her name, protector of the realm. <laughs> protector of baby hairs. Ah. <laughs> uh, she came out with her seventh out. Seventh, right? Mm. Damn, she crazy. Yeah, because everybody was referring to it as B7. B7 Renaissance came out on Friday, New York time, 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock Central. And I got to experience another Beyonce release on Twitter, which is always fun. It's always so much fun. Especially because I'm part of the Hive. So, like, Hive represent gang business. And if you might disrespect, we going to have to go up at their head. <laughs> <laughs> so, even the haters of Beyonce are tucking in that first day. Like, the, I'm talking about the real haters. Not the, like, the I kid. Had, um, I had fell asleep. I didn't get to it till, like, 1.30. But I was looking at Twitter already. I was like, "Oh shit, I gotta gotta catch up, gotta spin this out and get back and get in it, bro." <clears throat> at eleven, apparently it had leaked. Yeah, it leaked uh, like Tuesday, which was based on like the old style releases because everything used to leak because everything was going into retail stores, and because Beyonce did a traditional release this time, uh, everything got leaked by like Tuesday and then I I used to be the king of leaks I'm like oh yeah let me go listen to this before I decide if I want to buy it but yeah. streaming has made it to where I'm just like I wait it out I'm gonna get it when I get it right and it was Beyonce bro if she did a traditional release and she signed off on this which would have had to been at least a month ago for it to be out now she took her time and she knew it's going to be quality. I did start getting a little nervous when I saw niggas tweeting about the leak and be like, oh, this mid, this mid. Even though it wasn't from no niggas that I re- like, I respect as like music people on Twitter. Yeah. It was no, just some kids. No, can't be no real fans or stands. Or people that know shit about music. Like, even, like, the people that know shit about music that be like, that I don't like this album, I could respect them because they know shit about music. It's just not their, like, their speed. I can totally respect somebody not liking it. But these new niggas be just trying to make some shit, especially these stands. All these, like, Taylor Swift stands and stuff be like, I mean, I just don't see why everybody likes Beyonce. Yeah, we don't, we just don't have time for... Um, Beyonce hate here. There is just honestly no reason for us to know that you don't like her. We don't need to know that. We just don't need to know that. No, 
people make <laughs> people be so proud of not liking Beyonce. Yes. It's like, like it's a like it's a fucking character trait. They do it and then like it's almost like that's how you know she's the main character. Cause it's like people be so pressed to be like, no, I don't like her. Like yeah. anytime it's a Disney movie, it's that one villain off to the side be like, oh, this bitch thinks she cute. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's exactly how they sound. <laughs> but the thing is, they make their whole personality, like you said, like off of not liking Beyonce. And before, like the last couple of days, somebody had tweeted, they were like, just think about it. Most of us chose this woman when we were children. Think about the niggas that didn't choose Beyonce. They chose one of the like chose Tierra Marie, or Ooh. chose uh, Cherry Dennis, or chose uh, <laughs> who else is a, like a one? Even some of the more successful, uh, Christina Milian, or the Ashantis, and they can't compete. So that's why they upset. And so every time B want to come out with some groundbreaking shit, that's when niggas want to get in their fucking feeling. And they want to be like, I don't see that. I just don't People see literally it. wait for her to drop to start talking shit. And we're going to talk about one of them hate bitches later. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would like to know the details of that. Um, But so Beyonce came out with the album. And when I was listening, that first track, I was like, okay, where are we going to go with this? Where are we going to go? I was like, okay. And then the next track hit. I was like, okay, yeah, this is exactly what I thought it was about to be. This is about to be like just some dance shit from. She got so many different genres represented, but had like a cohesive album. But like this shit was lit. Yeah. Like the transitions were perfect. She made an LP. She made like a long record. Like I want this on vinyl because it's like you're not gonna have to get up except for to flip the album. That's really a classic. Just... Like how do you how do you how do you transition an entire album? How do you have a transition for every? song like how do you make 16 songs flow into each other it's cause she took her time on this shit and you can hear it and like the layering the production everything like it could literally be a movie soundtrack yes and you wouldn't have to do nothing but play the shit <laughs> yeah like it's maybe it, that's what it's gonna be and we just don't know some people said the act two is just going to be like the videos and which hey, space this out. And then I saw one theory that the the second act is the visuals. Third act is the concert and a live album. And then she's done. I'm not mad at that. Hey. I'm ready for the visual. Bro, the visual is about to be crazy as shit. Uh, but first of all, her British Vogue cover was enough. 
bro. But then, like, we've been seeing all these new, all these other new photos coming out, and just like the the merch, the things that are coming out on the merch, and just like I'm just like, damn, like she got some visuals in the motherfucking archive right now. In all of the boxes, it's a 28 page a visual book. This I think gonna be like a coffee table book. And I think that's where a lot of the images are coming from. But mm-hmm. yo, yeah, she she crafted this shit. But like just listening to it, it's like Drake didn't do this shit. <laughs> like I look, I've been really thinking about this and trying to be fair to Drake. Cause I do actually like that album that he came out with. I'm not even going I'm not even bullshitting. I, I judged it wrong when it first came out. He just didn't do the vocals on it correctly. Beyonce added even more sounds and sounds amazing vocally. I heard the 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 sonics. <laughs> Everything sounds so good and just like deliberate and the layering. Yeah. Her vocal layering. Unmatched. Matched, bruh. Like some of these runs, these harmonized runs that she was doing, and just uh I I was in the car just turning it up louder and louder and louder, just trying to see what else I can hear. Bro, I've listened to it like so many different times on so many different devices and everything. Like on the the uh sur- surround sound or whatever. Bro, that shit sound lovely. The samples, all the samples she uses are fucking amazing. Yeah. Like that um on I'm That Girl, that uh fucking sample she uses, like she uses some ratchet ass fucking samples too. She's using like stuff straight from like like the balls, like the old school audio. She's using everything. Like uh she has samples from Miami bass music. She has tons of samples from uh bounce music. New Jersey club music. It's like she took her time with this shit. And like you can't separate it now and, and be like, well, she doesn't she just sings other people's music, which is absurd. She's producing this shit. Yeah. It's obvious. Because the way it's flowing, that's gotta be masterminded. She's got the budgets and the money to make it sound gorgeous, which I wish every artist had, but the way she's out here killing it, bruh. she's Michael Jackson, like we said. I haven't listened with headphones yet, but I'm sure that when I do, I'm going to melt. Oh, yeah. Bro. It, <laughs> this shit... <sighs> What? All right. Listen, we got to go through some of the songs. Okay, so Cozy is after I'm that girl. And yeah. Cozy is when I'm like, okay, I know, I get the vibe. Let's ride this thing out. Then Alien Superstar. Nigga. <laughs> How about I just 
open Apple Music and the first thing that pops up. <clears throat> hey, she everywhere. She on these dance, dance radios, songs that matter. <laughs> She's fucking Beyonce, bro. New and spatial audio. She out here. Oh, they released a spatial audio one? Um. Oh no, she wasn't in that one. When they do that shit, that's when I'm gonna be like, okay, let's go. But uh, so Alien Superstar is fucking crazy. That song is crazy as shit. Then you got Cuff It, which Cuff It has Sheila E on percussion. Niles Rogers on rhythm guitar and has Raphael Sadiq on bass. Okay. That is fucking insane. Like, it's like, if you hear Niles Rogers, that guitar. This is like, this is like Blow 2.0. Yes. And I saw a lot of people saying that, like, if you love Blow, which we both love Blow, you love this album. So I was like, yeah, this is totally tracking. I just love the feel of the whole. It's just straight. It's like pure just 70s disco, but also. Obviously, Bounce is in there. It's got a little bit of 80s in it, too. It's got a lot like, of 80s in it. A it's, lot of 80s. It's like I don't, I can't. Get some techno vibes in there. Like she, re- do, she reclaimed electronic music for Black American. How does she do it? She knows who, her history. Who, who just can put all those things into one pot and be like, okay, it's gonna just be some good gumbo. A bitch from, from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> that is what this album is. It's some good ass gumbo. Every bite, you get a little bit of something different, but it works together. Yeah. All the different things work together very well. But like, yeah, because like, all right, Cuff, you get like that 70s feel. You got Niles Rogers guitar, which is fucking legend. And like, it just sounds. It doesn't sound forced. That's the main thing about this album is like a lot of this shit just seems authentic. And then you got energy, which energy, the way it leads up to break my soul, break my soul sounds amazing on this album. I don't know what's different. But, like, I don't know if it's the transitions leading into it and then the transitions leading out of it to where it's so cohesive with the album. Mm-hmm. But you're like, okay, I get why she released it as a single. Because if you listen to it within the album, it's like, that's the perfect fucking song for a single. Yeah. Like, I saw people say that Alien Superstar should have been the uh, the single. Like, no, you can't lead off a fucking a Beyonce album with Alien Superstar. Yeah, that's no. like some David Bowie Prince shit. You can't just mm-hmm. put that shit out, <laughs> niggas. Niggas were scared to break my soul. 
<laughs> These niggas weren't ready for uh, Alien Superstar. Nah, they wouldn't have. <laughs> yeah. No, would not have been recepted. Let's talk about, speaking of that, church girl. <laughs> Listen. Which, I, I don't know how she got the Clark sisters to approve that sample and say some of the ratchet ass bullshit that she was saying on that album, I mean, on that song. But it's fucking amazing. <laughs> the intro had me. I ain't even gonna lie. I know. But- I was like, okay. Praise the Lord. Let's get it. That first eight seconds, I said, okay, church harmony, piano, like, yes. Okay. Then the beat drop, I was like, oh. Oh, I feel some blasphemy coming in. (laughs) (laughs) And that is a testament to some true church girl shit. All right. I feel guilty for listening to this, even though I'm going to keep listening to it. I'm going to know the lyrics by tomorrow. Hell yeah. That's A. Bro. I I like quick sidebar. I love being a former church kid that just cuss and drink now. <laughs> like it's a full circle moment. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we love this shit. Cause Beyonce was also a former church kid. Right. Or like that might be, that's definitely one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. Like she is like she's using the bounce influence on it, and then like that's the fucking Clark sister, and that's the second time she didn't sample them, and it's like, bro, they they had Tweaky out there fucking promoting it. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, superstar, superstar. Who gonna say no to Beyonce? We got one hate-ass bitch that well, <laughs> tried to even... Yeah. We'll get to that. Uh, <laughs> what we got next? After Church Girl, Plastic Off the, plastic sofa. Off the sofa. That is That's my number one. That's my top. The, the, the runs. The runs. That That song is amazing for a couple of reasons. Beyonce sounds majestic on it. And then um Sid from the internet, um, Sid the Kid, she uh produced on it and she clearly wrote a lot of that with Sabrina Claudio of all people. <laughs> yeah. Which on this podcast, like a year and a half ago, neither one of us knew who Sabrina Claudio was. We like that sad no. girl. I knew who Sabrina Claudio was. She, um, we had talked about her at one point because she, like, somebody found some old tweets about her talking shit about black girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, we did. Because I used to listen to Sabrina Claudio pretty heavy. I do remember that. Damn. <clears throat> we do have a lot yeah, of episodes. <laughs> yeah. I just started forgetting shit, though. That's crazy. <laughs> That's how you in the thing. We got too much out there. Be like, wait, what? This is this is senior year, <laughs> right? Um, so we got Sabrina Claudio and Sid wrote most of it, and you can hear Sid's influence on it. And I think she may have had the internet playing background on it, but I love the internet. Though. Um, so yeah, that song. 
a lot of people said it reminded them of Solange. Yeah. And I can definitely see that, especially because like Sid's influences are a lot of like the influences that Solange had. Even now to working with Tyler the Creator. I got a lot of actual like just Solange vibes off the whole album. I think it's like the I- the freedom that she had to to explore and then not come off as like how we felt about the Drake album. Experimental. <laughs> yeah, like, but like, clearly knows her history and knows, like, understands sound in multiple ways. Like, people yeah. be trying to act like Beyonce is just like, go out there and sing my song. That's mm-hmm. not, no. It's clear this is an artist. I saw, like, one person, <laughs> it was one viral tweet where it was like, this white guy, he was like, my wife was never a big Beyonce fan, but she saw her at Coachella, and then the next week she asked to end our nine-year marriage. <laughs> That's the power of Beyonce. <laughs> and this one hater in the uh, comments, they were like, "I mean, that's wild to think. I mean, because Beyonce isn't even one of those true artists." And I'm like, "The high started getting her. I'm gonna start getting him." But I was like. Are we really at the point where people can't objectively be like, she's one of the greatest of all time? Like, even the people that don't even respect it. Like, I respect the people that be like, it's not the shit I like, but, I mean, of course she's good. Yeah. Some of these people be like, just acting like, for one, they do that a lot with black music. So it kind of pisses me off. A lot of people would be like, I mean, it's not even real music. And be like, it's a foundation of all American music. The reason that this album hits is because Beyonce knows her fucking history. You can't yeah. divorce that from I mean, artistry. But when white people do it, they'd be like, oh, they're going back to roots. They're roots. Yeah. It's, all, it's supposed to be organic. But when black people go back to their fucking roots, it's just fucking jungle music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's it's crazy. Like, but that's the history of rock and roll in this world. Like, wait until it's time for Beyonce to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. Which is like, like, probably two or three years. I was going to say, not too far off. Dangerously in Love came out 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Destiny Shout came out what, 98, 97? 99. She could be inducted in Destiny's Child and then as a solo. It was 97. I think it was. It was no, no, no. I think it was 97. It had to be 97. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> back to plastic off the sofa. <laughs> Um, so I like, I really don't be impressed by everybody's runs. You know what I'm saying? Jasmine Sullivan is one of those people that can do a run and just really like send chills down your spine. Especially oh, yeah. Her lower register. Um, but these motherfucking runs that Beyonce was doing. 
and they were layered and harmonized, like, and it was happening very often. Like, yes. <laughs> like, you would like have to take a step back and be like, Beyonce sound amazing right now. That the very end run is what really just kept sending me. Like, I had to replay. Like, I kept rewinding. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. We ain't gonna just speed past that like you did just do that. <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> What's going on? What's going on? Yeah. Um, that's a very nice, like somebody said that they could see that one being played very heavily around like holiday time. I can see that. Which I can I can see that. Like it it does give Snow on the ground vibes. Christmas cozy romantic vibes. But I don't know, like and then it just, and the way she comes in so like angelic and soft and like it kind of reminds me of um it gives me the same vibe as No Angel a little bit from Self Titled. Yeah. The way she comes in, just like very soft. And it's still also about just like being yourself, like loving somebody for who they are. But um that one, I've been I've been rehearsing this one <laughs> in the car every chance I get. He said, my moment coming. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get these runs down. I already know. I can already feel the TikTok challenges coming with these runs. Hey, hey, somebody go get a contract off this shit. (laughs) You hear me? Might be me, hell. Like, (laughs) this music superstar. We got, after uh, Plastic Off the Sofa, we got Burgo's Groove. Which grew, which is also a bop. Which I've seen other people say, uh, if you know any Virgos in your life, they totally don't deserve a Beyonce song. <laughs> well, both of my parents are Virgos. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> My sister's a Virgo, and then somebody else I know that is a Virgo. That is the person I was thinking of when I heard that. I was like, yeah. And she loves Beyonce, too. And I was like, yeah, that person totally does not deserve <laughs> to have a whole vibe based on her horoscope. It ain't fair for me to be a Sagittarius and not have any distinguishing quality songs. But she get a Beyonce six-minute song that sounds like it could happen at a skating rink. That ain't fucking fair. All this shit could, could, could ride in a skating rink, to be honest. Bro, this shit is so good. I don't want to hear it, like, split up, like, on a playlist. I want to yeah. go somewhere and, like, like sit down at a restaurant and everybody's just listening to this album. Back to the, uh, <laughs> like 
go. I'm about to write that shit down. Then we got uh, Move, which whew, Move is amazing too. Move, <laughs> Move and Heated are really good, and then Thick is where I like. <laughs> I understand why that song people like it. It's just gonna take some time to grow on me. That's the only song I don't really. Now they like. turned into a whole different groove. So to heat it, yeah. But I like those transitions. Like the she's she finishes out this album strong as fuck. Mm. Like, like the glass. Like you go from thick to all up in your mind, and then America has a problem, bro. That's a fucking bop. America has a problem is amazing. I fell off around America has a problem. I still have to um fully listen to them last three like America has a problem, pure honey, and uh summer renaissance might be the best three run of a non single Beyonce album. Like those are some strong ass fucking tracks. Cause yeah. summer renaissance is where she uh she said, well, it interpolates Dumb, Donna, Donna Summer and then also makes amazing runs on top of it. And then Pure Honey is a straight up just like you can tell they're going to play that at, at the balls and that shit going to be lit. I can't wait to see people voguing like on this album. Like them kids that be in high school. They be voguing all around the school, the badass kids. I can't yeah. wait to <laughs> they get on TikTok because school about to pop back off. Oh, yeah. Hey. I mean, they new, new fits. Right. Voguing to Beyonce. It it's amazing. What a time to be alive, America. I'm just glad, like I said, that like this was a real renaissance for music because all we've been getting is real sad, like melancholy shit. Like, yeah. Kendrick's album. I do appreciate it, but it does have some very dark elements. Yeah. That's not an easy listening. It's no. amazing, but it's not an easy listen at all. Yeah. That is definitely a think piece of an album. Yeah. But the, the beautiful thing about it is there's space for all of this as long as you're being a true artist. Yeah, like, all these niggas true. is coming out with, the, like, not, like, of course, Kendrick or Beyonce or even a Drake. They're not just coming out with this shit that's not lasting. But like, these young niggas got to step it up, bro. I get that you ain't going to have Beyonce's uh, money or backing. But you got to get in the lab and start working on some shit. Because mm-hmm. especially like because all these rappers is dying and shit. Work on your craft, bro. Yep. Fuck trying to be out here in these streets. That's because everybody is still so focused on chasing money more so than just doing the shit to make great art. But you can do both, though. That's what's so wild about it. Like these right, niggas, but I'm saying like they don't realize that if you just truly lock in and you know tap into 
what you're really trying to do musically, the shit can hit. Like, yeah. I feel like so many people, which even Beyonce said this in her documentary or one of her documentaries, she's like, people are just so focused on putting out the hot hit, like one hot hit. Yeah. It's just like, that's not what's going to bring you the wealth or the bag that you're looking for. Just trying to put one hit out at a time or just trying to to only <clears throat> be hot when shit is hot. Because let's, let's be honest, in today's day and age, not just music, but everything fizzles out fast. Yeah. Everything. Like, we get bored with shit in a month. Yeah. No matter how dope it is. Even this album, like, it's hype now. But a month from now, yeah, it's not going to have the same level of hype. But news articles, like, you can't just put out a single and expect that you're just going to ride off of that. Right. And not just not be working anything or trying to, like, make your next move. It's, I, I don't know. Like, people don't focus on bodies of work anymore. That's what it is. Like, it's like seeing so many people be like so blown away at the like transitions and everything in this album. That's how albums used to be. It it didn't just used to be a collection of songs. Mm-hmm. It was a vibe. It was telling the stories or telling arcs and building on things. Like we got to get back to like actual artistry. Well, one, we got to start teaching music and history of music in under uh, performing schools, having outlets and learn, letting them learn the art. That's the main difference in what our grandmas and great grandmas was listening to. Mm-hmm. These were trained artists. You either it was a church or you were learning in school or both. Yeah. True. So it's like it's gotta you gotta invest in the future, but you can't just all be trying to be rappers. You gotta be other artists. Yeah, and another thing too is like, I mean, like all these new rappers just putting out the same, the same story. Yeah. That's why it stands out when somebody like Kendrick put something out. Because, you know, they worked on it. Or, like, you hear this and you're like, this isn't just a toxic <laughs> R&B that's going on. Even, even female rappers, honestly, especially a lot of these new, younger female rappers. Like, somebody, this girl on TikTok the other day was just like, okay, like, we get it. Your pussy is good. What else? <laughs> Like, that's why I like Glow Rilla. What else? Glow Rilla is out here on some ratchet <laughs> shit, and I respect it. I like, I, and I also like the idea that her name is Gloria, and nobody ever thought to put Glow Rilla as a <laughs> rap name. Women rap names are killing the game, also. We talk about women actually rapping, but Flo Millie, Lotto. <laughs> 
Big Lotto. Don't forget Big, big. Lotto. You gotta put respect <laughs> on Lotto's name. Big Lotto. But the women are running rap. <laughs> uh, also, I haven't seen anybody make this point. But when they were talking about like, so y'all didn't like Drake's album? But y'all like this album? For one, Beyonce can rap better than Drake can sing. These are facts. I mean, Beyonce is also married to a rap goat. <laughs> so... I mean, she's got the goat in the house. Be like, how does this sound? You run that by the literally greatest <laughs> rapper of all time. I mean, like she really just can't miss. But that's the only, like that's the thing. Drake can't dance. We know Beyonce can dance and sing because the mic is on. To quote Prince, all the mics is on. Also, um, the visuals. That one where she's sitting. Like with her legs crossed and she's got the drink in her hand and she's got the gun microphone. Her oh, that one. Yeah, I seen the gun microphone. When I noticed it, I was like, okay. And then that's the exact got, one that Prince had. Cognac in her glass. That's the one Prince had. So I'm wondering if that's Prince's gun mic. Ah. Uh, it yeah. might be. I would not be surprised. Hey, if that is, that's such a fucking flex. That's some legendary shit. Right. Well, she's like, yeah, Prince gave me this. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> she's a legend's yeah. legend, bro. Bruh. The photo, man, the photos themselves have just been outrageous. Oh, them titties has been titty and also. Titties have been titty. <laughs> um. I'm glad I did get box one because I like the classic look of the uh, album cover. Mm. Uh, that's going to look dope on a black t-shirt. Mm-hmm. But like I, like, I wouldn't mind having look four where she has her arms up. I've been looking at the merch too. I've been really thinking about getting that rolling tray. I want that poster. I want to see what poster comes in the box because it's supposed to be a mini poster. But yeah. you, you talk about the poster where her arms are out. Yeah. That is like her version of the Michael Jordan wings one. And I want that also. I feel like that would look dope in my house. Yeah. Like when I saw it, I was like, that's some lit shit. I need that. I need that. You I don't want to put it in my living room because I feel like that might be too... <laughs> too much but hmm. put it in your closet now I have a little um, a little hallway space with a spotlight for like oh. wall art oh. feel like, feel like, I feel like that might be the place well it's the well for me <laughs> I have a little, you know, gallery wall that I could put my art in. <laughs> I was already thinking about making that a gallery wall. Because I've been seeing a lot of, like, dope-ass TikTok ideas for 
music gallery walls with like albums, like framed albums, yeah. like vinyls and stuff. And I was like, what if I did that? That would be really, really cute. I've also been looking at stuff like on Pinterest for like how to design in that listening room, how to have like an adult listening room. Mm. Bro, I'm gonna get that shit done. I'm, yeah, you got a whole you got a whole man cave. Bro, I'll perfect it. Put all your music shit. I know. I just I wanted to look legit. No. Like, I don't want to have to like I like how I originally set up this room. Like that wall behind me is pretty cool. If I could just get a vibe like that in that other room, I'd be too legit to quit. Speaking of quitting, <laughs> uh, a certain former music artist quit the game a couple years ago and decided to become a chef and a farmer. And she just mostly be minding her own business and don't be having people, I mean, don't be talking about people or nothing. But that artist, who is Khalees, uh, you know, started some drama this week. One second. Let me go. Yeah. One second. I'm very curious. Okay. So, uh, Khalees. um, Word that came out before the album came out that she was sampled on one of the songs on Beyonce's album. Mm-hmm. And she appears in the liner notes, so people are like, "Oh, cool! Uh, Beyonce's gonna sample Khalees," and oh, wow, that's such a cool moment. Khalees decided to get on, I believe, either at the Instagram or some. She got on something on live and start airing out. Oh, Be- she got on live. Yeah. I think I think it was live, live on something, and she was just airing out Pharrell, saying pretty much Pharrell's a thief, and all this stuff, and that Beyonce, uh, um, sampled her without even calling her, or giving her current like the decency to tell her that she was, or asking for permission. And all this shit is just going out, and people are just eating it up. They're like, oh, y'all queen ain't doing what she's supposed to be doing. One second. So, yeah, they were just like, y'all queen ain't doing what she was supposed to be doing. This is so fucked up. She would sample her without her permission. And then the real story started coming out. So, first and foremost, Khalees, like many artists, does not own her masters. Therefore, she does not own her work. Mm. So, yeah, I get your frustration, Khalees. But Beyonce doesn't have to ask you for your permission. She asked Pharrell for for his permission. And when people were bringing that up, they were like, but, I mean, that's still not right. Uh, She should have asked Khalees for permission. She credited Khalees on the song. Even though... It wasn't like the sample was actually just um the drum beat which Khalees didn't do. Pharrell did cuz he produced the song. 
So I don't understand, like, number one, if she doesn't own her master's. Um, and she's no longer doing music. What is she? What is she trying to do? Like, she just want to be talked about? One of the things she said also was that it's not the first time Beyonce has copied her. And it's not the first time that all these other people have copied her. I'll look, I might give you the credit for that. But the other thing is. Okay. (laughs) Like, like, what do you want? What do you want us to do with that? Yeah. Like, especially like if you're not putting any music out. Okay. You left the game alone. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like you are no longer trying to be a musician. Like, and then plus Beyonce gave you a credit on the album. Just take your win and go home. Don't be fucking bitching about shit. And I don't want to be dismissive of her feelings or anything else that goes on. Because I don't either. Because I I, I I do love Khalees, and I do Me think Khalees has influenced a lot of people. Hmm. It's just it just feels like a reach right now. It was misplaced anger. That's really what it was. She was frustrated. It's that's how it seems to me. She was frustrated with Pharrell and all the shady shit he did. She threw a shot at Pharrell and Beyonce and Chad. Who Chad don't be bothering nobody. She said Chad is spineless and she's surprised he can keep his neck up. And I'm like, God damn, Chad Hugo is a legend. Why do you got to do that? <laughs> hurt, hurt. She big hurt. Right. And then plus, like other hip hop nerds have brought up, it's just ironic that Nas's ex-wife is beefing with Hove's wife. That's some hilarious shit. Didn't have this on the 2022 bingo card. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's a lot of weird shit going on in 2022 that I'm just like, how are we on our third year of 2020? I would have thought some of this shit would have changed by now. Yeah, this is definitely the third anniversary of 2020. First um, Jesus and Meryl break up. Now every day I wake up. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it just feels like a reach. Like I just I don't see what she's looking to get out of this. Like publicly, she voiced her frustration, and some people who had ulterior motives used that frustration to feed their narrative. Mm. Which I, I'm not mad at Khalees, but I'm like, damn, you a legend. You didn't have to do all that shit. Yeah, don't go out this way. You was doing okay, just. Being quiet, being on your farm. And people give Khalees her flowers all the time, too. Like, yeah. It's not like, it's not like we always, it's like, you know who sucks? Khalees. <laughs> Khalees is literally my ringtone. Bossy is my ringtone. Right. <laughs> like, that, she's iconic. She ain't got to do all this shit. And then plus, I don't know. Sometimes I could be having to try to separate myself from being a member of the Hive and then from being like 
objective. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm music wise, I'm all over the place. And I try to be pretty fair. But it just seemed like that was some misplaced anger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't know how to rank this album. Do you think this is their best album? If somebody um, said it, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah. But it just seems too early to be like, this is the best album. Yeah, true. I feel like production-wise, um, I'm going to say I'm gonna say top three. It's one of her top three for sure. I agree. Like, which, I mean, but see, this is the thing about Beyonce. It's just like, I can sit here and say, you know, she's done something super different and what she did with this album was super different and blah, blah, blah. But then she's going to come out with some more shit that's just going to be super different. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I, this is definitely, I think it was definitely um, a step out for her. Like, to me, it feels like another Beyonce self-titled debut. Like, yeah, like this is another, like she is stepping into another era. And I feel like this one is going to be bigger than any of the other ones because it's so different than not just what she's put out, but what anybody else is doing right now. And I feel like everything that has come with it so far and that's going to come with it is going to like blow our fucking minds. Like when she, if she tours with this, bro, the rap, bro, the, like the way that she does visuals already I just can't even imagine how I'm going to set this up like live and on stage. Like, and then just the involvement of more LGBTQ, like it's just going to be phenomenal. I, before this album, if I had to rank the top three Beyonce albums, for me, I, we've talked about this on the podcast a million times. I I feel like self-titled is her best album. Yeah. Followed by Lemonade and then Dangerously in Love. Hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that, with that ranking for sure. This album, one of them gotta go. <laughs> Self-titled shook us because of what she did with it. Like, to do a complete visual drop, no promo, surprise surprise drop. I feel like that's always going to be, that's always going to put her in the top. Um, If one of them had to go to stick this one in, I would say... I want to say lemonade, but my nigga. 
It sounds, I love lemonade. I love, I love lemonade too. It sounds blasphemous. But I feel like this one definitely trumps lemonade in, in the top three predicaments. It, it's better than lemonade. And lemonade is a milestone in many ways. Yeah. And it has some of her best songs on it. Mm-hmm. But the production of this shit. Way different. It's. Yeah, it sounds crispy in that motherfucker. Oof. <laughs> Clear as day. And then, like, I saw that one video where they were talking about how, uh, Hold Up, how it came into fruition and how the many layers it happened before Beyonce recorded it. How it started as a Vampire Weekend song and then they got with Father John Misty and everything else. Mm. You have moments like that on Lemonade. Because Hold Up is top. 10 for sure, Beyonce song. But this this album, as far as a, a pure album, is a better album than Lemonade. And I know people are going to be bad about that, but it's up there. I feel like this is about to like bring out a whole new genre of black people. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's going to bring out a whole new genre, but I think it's going to highlight people that are making music like this, which is yeah. even doper. Mm-hmm. Also, people made this point, and I didn't think about it until they made the point. They're like, so she didn't have Katrinata on this. Mm. I need a remix. I need a Katrinata remix of one of these tracks. Yeah, that would be dope. That would be dope. And I was like, yeah, I need that. Um, When I was, like, listening to it, I was like, this might, like, we we talked about it. Like, I, my favorite Beyonce song is Blow. This is a whole album of Blow. Yeah, it's like straight up. And I, a part of me can't be like that's not the best Beyonce album but self-titled is gonna be hard to like I got years of self-titled on me when I mm-hmm. hear Drunken Love it hit different mm-hmm. when you hear Partition mm-hmm. when you hear Blow when you hear like Rocket 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 <laughs> Rocket <laughs> But that's uh, Beyonce's most sexual album until this one. But I still feel like there's a level of this one's different. Yeah, I still feel like it's a, I don't know, this is like in a very different way, this album is also very sexual and seductive. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just like that next level of like grown womanness that she kind of brings because she is way more explicit. Like she cussing way more. Hey, that first track, she was like the F balls dropping. Like, okay, Yate, let's fucking go. Like she talking about, you know, titties bouncing and asses dropping. 
So I still, I don't know. I still just feel a lot of just like sex appeal on this album. And I don't know if that's like just the seventies vibe in general that it's giving. It's that seventies and eighties, like, especially like, like all the ball culture, it like, it comes out so like real in this, um, this album. So it's almost like the super inflated sexual, uh, like image works within that dynamic perfectly. Because mm-hmm. like it's the show. You're with your people so you could be yourself. Or a, a, like a heightened version of yourself. It's mm-hmm. the party. So like, I don't know. I, I really like this album. Just being like the nerd that I am and hearing sounds that I've heard in different ways. Like, I for a while I felt like people should use more Miami bass. I like that the city girls use Miami bass in a lot of their songs. But like that can be used with bounce music so perfectly. And she does it at times. And then even with elements of trap. Like, and then she had elements of Afro beats in this. It's like, bro. Yeah. She's collecting styles and it's coming off more authentic than when that Canadian does it. <laughs> Which you could make the argument that Drake also is a child of the South in a way, but it's Drake, removed. Drake, Drake be trying to make us believe he a child of everything. Right. <laughs> that, But that's the difference. Beyonce is digging into Southern culture and different yeah. elements of Southern culture that are hers. Mm-hmm. She's very distinct and very loud about her roots. She put on for the South too. Let's like, hey, every time, every time. That's why, I like, a country ass nigga like me got respect. That's why, like, when she, <laughs> whenever she does her concerts, and like has little like OT Genesis in the mix of some shit, and just like. I mean, she had a whole fucking show with a marching band. Like, we know where Beyonce's roots are. We we can we will never she'll never let that go. Like the one thing I well not the one thing. The thing I'm I'm glad the most is that she walked away from her dad and ran straight to blackness. She didn't have to do that shit. She, this is after single ladies. Yeah. This is where white women were worshiping Beyonce. Mm-hmm. She like, and people tried to say she was catering to the woke crowd, but she ran into her blackness into the comfort of her her culture to find her next move. And like the timing too, with everything going on political in the world like it couldn't right. have been the timing and then plus this album isn't made if you don't have Lemonade if you don't have the Carter's album if you don't have uh, the Gift album and Black is King 
And then you have the elements of other things she's used. She used elements of all her albums in this album. Mm-hmm. That's, got, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. She has the callbacks to uh, this dance music, pop music, uh, the gospel influences, the trap influences, the bounce influences. House. House. And disco. And yeah. Like you can hear elements of like party from four mm-hmm. in this album. Mm-hmm. She didn't collect all these styles and she's putting them out. That shit's dope. Is Beyonce Thanos? Because <laughs> she like, got all the stones. Right. <laughs> she has all the affinity <laughs> stones. She, Beyonce has an affinity gauntlet. It's like the remember the single ladies video, the metal piece. That was her gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she did her hand like that. She is inevitable. <laughs> and all roads yeah. led you back to me. <laughs> oh Beyonce. How can we ever hate you? Is be if Beyonce Thanos might be might be the out I mean the uh the podcast. If she be Thanos for Halloween, I will die. <laughs> that would be lit. But yeah. Hey. But I mean, it's just like you said, it's the gumbo. That's what it is. It's just the gumbo of her her musical career. And then when she does this too, like it just puts her on the map for Grammy noms, bro. If like she when you have this many genres on one album, like that's how you fucking go for it, bro. That's how you do it. Like just dip your toe in all the pots. <laughs> People have made the point that if this ain't the album of the year, hey, she might just don't even submit no more. If she don't win album of the year for this shit, and it's not like I'm just based on, it's her time. Like this is her Will Smith shit. What if Beyonce slaps? (laughs) 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 Wouldn't put it past her. Wouldn't put it past her. Keep my husband's name out your fucking mouth. But what, like, I can imagine it like on some Jackie Brown vibes, like <laughs> with his big 70s hair and a suit. Right. Just walking up on stage, slapping a bitch. With a briefcase. Bro, why did Will Smith come out and apologize? Man. Bro, I thought we were done. I thought he could have just let it die. It died. It we did. We forgot about it. We forgot about even, it. Even like, even with like Kevin Hart and him making jokes about it, we almost were like, "Ha ha!" That was years ago. Yeah. We'd be forgetting that that shit happened this year. We forgot about it. like I don't. I really want to know why he felt like he needed to do that. And if it's just that he felt like he needed to do it, wait one second. You hear me? I don't know. Okay, yeah. You sound a little different for a minute. Yeah, I think I just had to reconnect. But yeah, like 
don't know, bro. Like, if he just felt like he needed to clear that off him to move on, I respect it. But I hope he doesn't think that he needed to do that for us. I, I honestly, it made me wonder, like, what are they going through behind the scenes that he felt like he needed to do this publicly? Like, is y'all going through it at home that you wanted to just put this out and try to smooth some things over still? Or it's like, did this, was this supposed to come out earlier and you just decided to go ahead and still put it out? Like, why now? And then, like, for him to say the thing about, like, Chris Rock said he wasn't ready to talk about it. I, I I do wonder if maybe he had tried to talk about it recently with Chris Rock and then Chris Rock being like, I'm not ready to talk about it with you kind of made him be like, okay. I got to do it myself. Yeah, or like maybe that's the first step of him trying to make amends. Because admitting you're wrong, like I know like people be trying to make it seem like, no, fuck them, fuck them. Admitting you're wrong goes a long way. Yeah. For people that have been harmed. Mm-hmm. It, like they might not have to like they might not uh, accept your apology that day or whenever, but if they can work towards it, you at least trying to be a bigger man. So mm-hmm. I respect you. But I hope you don't think that we needed you to do that. Yeah, like we Forgot about that shit. For all, for all we know, you and Jada back at home being you and Jada. <laughs> and now like, I do. He owes Chris that apology, but I mean, if Chris ain't ready to talk to you, he ain't ready to talk to you. He the only nigga that you got to be worried about. And even to some degree, you really don't have to be worried about him. But I would try to make peace. That's just me. But, yeah, it was just very, very weird. But you know, a lot of a lot of white people were still on the same shit in the comments too. I saw like watching this. This was just so disastrous and blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro, y'all still, hey, y'all still trying to insert yourselves personally into some shit that did not happen to you, or nor was it about you. Like we said at that time, that was black Hollywood business. Right. You let the Godfather Denzel handle that shit. (laughs) And everybody else step back. Like we let the black Illuminati handle black Illuminati matters. (laughs) (laughs) We do not interfere (laughs) with the great society of black people in Hollywood. No. no, no matter what kind of shit they got going on, that is them niggas' business. That is none of our business. We do not insert ourselves with Illuminati business. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You can find all of our links and merchandise at www.thesuburbanpodcast.com. You can also get your listens in on any of these streaming services, such as Google Play, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Subscribe. Episodes come out every Friday. Beam, beam, beam.